What's going on? Welcome to the Ransomed Bodies Project. I am your host, Trent Harrison. I am the founder and CEO of Ransomed Bodies Training. This podcast is for those who want more out of their fitness journey and who are ready to unlock their fullest potential with their physique without cutting out your favorite carbs or eating within a four-hour window. You are going to learn how to turn your body into a fat-burning furnace and muscle-building machine. I am going to break down some of the biggest myths, controversies, and questions that you are facing right now that are stopping you from unlocking your best self. You ready? Let's get it. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Ransom Bodies Project. This is the number one podcast for men who are looking to get into the absolute best shape of their lives. And I'm so excited because today I'm joined with a special guest. Justin, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, Trent. Happy Friday, man. Doing well. Happy Friday. Happy Friday and happy new year. Justin's been a part of the program for a few months now. He's been absolutely crushing it. And the reason why I wanted to bring him on is because I really believe that his story is super relatable about where we're at before and kind of the the progress that he's been able to make, you know, considering, you know, traveling and, and doing all these different things. So Justin, before we dive into everything, why don't you just introduce yourself? So tell us, you know, where you're from, tell us a little bit about your family, what you do for work, different things like yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm, I'm based out of uh, Huntington Beach, California. So right down the street from you, Trent. Yep. Um, for work right now, I, I, you know, previously before COVID, I spent a lot of time walking around offices and kind of mm. chatting teams and whatnot, and then made a career change during, uh, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic and switched over to like software sales and marketing. And so with that, my my life kind of got changed around a little bit where now all of a sudden I was going from more of an engineering leadership role to now it's like, you know, meeting with customers, engaging at conferences, a lot of meals, a lot of uh, just out, you know, out and about activities. So a lot of temptation, as I would say. And so that was yeah. always part for me, you know, but uh, outside of work, uh, I, I live with, um, you know, my fiance and uh, I got a dog here. She uh, makes sure I get my steps in. I walk her probably four or five times a day. So ever since I started this, I think her walks have definitely been increasing, which is yep. nice. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I know you, you got a you wear a lot of hats. But yeah. I know one of the things that we were struggling with before we started was was your sweet tooth. And that was like a big thing for you. So break down a little bit for me, like what you were normally eating, like with your sweet tooth and how we've kind of been able to overcome that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a, a great point. I, I still have the sweet tooth. Um, but uh-huh. I, I've learned to satisfy it in different ways, if that makes sense. It turns yeah. out, well, so you know, backtrack for a second. What I used to do, like when I was in the office, and this was always a, a big, you know, challenge of mine. You walk by people's desks, and inevitably everyone has like little candy and bowls or something. Mm-hmm. Like, just yes. like I'm just gonna grab one piece. You know, nothing wrong with one piece. But then you do that like mm-hmm. six or seven times a day, and it starts adding up pretty quick. Hundred um, percent. You know, even when we're home, you know, during the pandemic, working remotely and stuff, it's like my, uh, you know, my my, my pantry, my refrigerator is like right next door, and so, but you know. My days, I was pretty good, but then at night, you know, I'd always cave a little bit, have a little bit of ice cream or something along those sorts. I think one of the things that I've I've noticed kind of working on this program and picking up some of your recipes, Trent, is uh-huh. like you can make high protein, you know, good macro meals taste really good. Yeah. And so like, the, you know, that protein cookie recipe, I use that all the time where it's like, yeah. Oh, it's chocolate protein powder, some berries, and then you mix in, you know, throw it in, uh, throw it in the um, uh, the oven real quick, and then top a little bit of sugar-free syrup on top of it, and you know that that stuff like that satisfies it real well. 
you know, I kind of switched over to instead of having ice cream, if I want that type of dessert, there's uh, Greek yogurt bars, which are also high in protein that are 100 calories, oh, yeah. much better for your macro perspective. So I think it's, you know, you, you preach flexible dieting quite a bit. So I'm not necessarily changing who I am and what, what I like mm. to do. But I'm just changing how I, you know, operate, basically mm. how I satisfy those cravings. I love that. And I think that is so key and crucial. Like I think a lot of people, they label themselves a certain way. Oh, I love sweets. Oh, I love ice cream. Oh, I love late night snacking. Oh, I love eating out. And there's different avenues where we find ourselves falling. And the key isn't necessarily to cut those things out, but it's like, how can I actually incorporate that into my regular routine and daily routine? And like you said, you could take, there's so many different ways to eat your favorite foods and still get great results like you said the protein cookie or just protein ice cream or the greek yogurt bars and oh, the yeah. thing is like those little snacks the things here and there where that we grab whether it's a piece of candy off of the desk those calories add up you know and oftentimes it's the little things that hold us back from that elite level you want to get to not like the big big changes and so talk yeah. to me a little bit about your fitness journey before starting the program so what were you doing in terms of like your workouts what was your biggest struggles with your nutrition yeah so i i I kind of pivoted, you know, what I was trying to focus on at every given, you know, year, basically, it kind of changed as, you know, obviously, the pandemic kind of locked down gyms for a little bit. So during then, I, I trained for a marathon. I was like, you know, I've never done that half marathon. And I'm like, okay, accomplish that one. Let's go to a full marathon. And, you know, one of the things that I, I think I got wrong, not only for that time, but I've also lifted most of my life was yeah. thinking that if I'm working out, it means I can eat more. And that was something that, you know, if I'm running 15 miles a day, you know, to train for a marathon, obviously yeah. I need the amount of carb intake to just maintain the energy levels. But like, you know, I was going down the street and going to town on like a couple burritos at the Mexican restaurant yeah. with the chips and guac and everything, you name it. And it, it just wasn't the right type of calories that I was getting. And one of the things I noticed right off the bat is that even during the times when I was focused on lifting, my, my protein intake per day was significantly lower than it ever should okay. have been. For the yeah. amount that I was, and I, I think with that, you know, when I upped my protein intake, one of the first things that I noticed was that I was able to not be as hungry, even though I was working out more aggressively. Because I mean, the workouts you prescribe, they kick my butt pretty bad at yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, so pretty much, what you're doing is you would have a hard workout, you'd be super sore, and then because of this like kind of mindset, you would go and just eat whatever you want. You felt like that was that was good enough, much. right? Yep. Were you tracking your food at all before we started? Nope no food tracking. And honestly, I thought that was going to be the hardest part. And, you know, I'd say after about a week or two, it just kind of became secondary. I wasn't even thinking about it. And I was doing it. I just scanned barcodes as I pick up protein bars. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so obviously, you know, you're you're trying to eat healthy, you're working out consistently, you're just not really moving the needle in terms of getting results, getting rid of body fat, and moving forward. And so talk to me a little bit about what was the moment where you realized, all right, like, I need to make a change, I need to do something different. <laughs> I wouldn't say that there was necessarily one moment in particular. I think I just eventually, re you know, the, the stress builds up and I eventually reach a breaking point where it's yeah. like, okay, I got to make a change. And I think when I reached out to you, one of the things that I said is, you know, I've always had somewhat of a mentality of like, look good, feel good. You know, it's if you're at a soccer coach growing up, he would say that you want your uniforms tucked in, you want to be dressed well for the part, like you, you look good, you play good, you're going to execute well, you're going to feel better about yourself. And it was kind of getting to the point where it's like, I go to these conferences, my pants aren't fitting well, my shirts are a little tight in certain areas. And uh -huh. it's like, I just, I really wasn't really happy with the trend that it was going down. And I mentioned, yeah. you know, 
family wise, I have a couple different jobs and hobbies that I work on a regular basis. So I keep myself oh. busy. If I'm going to add on family in addition to that here in the near future, like I don't want to be fighting the dad bod stereotype even more than I have to. And yeah. so how do you get these habits in, in check right now versus, you know, trying to fight it down the road when I have my arms full even more. So I think that was kind of the breaking point, if you will, with the realization that time's running out a little bit and you, yeah. know, you only got body one life. So might as well start getting on top of it sooner than later. Yeah. And like, obviously, you know, I know you work a lot. And so for you, you're seeing your clothes fitting differently. You're not, you don't have as much energy. You're starting to notice it's affecting your, your work. And I think for a lot of people, they don't necessarily get that. If you view yourself that way, that it like emanates, like everyone can see it, you know, like when you're confident, when you show up hundred percent, the best version of you, like people can notice the difference, not only in like your tone, how you show up as an individual, how you show up as a husband, how you show up at work, like it really makes a big difference. And so you started the program, we started tracking our food, we started to get crystal clear on your nutrition, we made these changes, like talk to me about, you know, the changes you've kind of noticed and what you feel like has been some of the key things that have made the biggest difference for you in the last couple of months. So I think the biggest change was I didn't expect to be able to lose so much weight while also getting, while putting on so much muscle. And so just for reference and you know, transparency, I started the program at about 195 beginning of October. And now I'm, I'm approaching breaking 180. So about 15 pounds in a few months, more or less. And, uh, you know, if, if you ask me, even when I was running a marathon, which is, you know, 26 miles or so, the lowest I ever got was like 189. Wow. And it's, yeah. you know, so not only am I losing that weight, but my physique has filled out nicely mm -hmm. as well. My, I'm lifting more than I have in most, in most body parts when I'm at the gym now too. So it's, you know, kind of the best of both worlds in that manner. I think the, the journey aspect, you know, for the first month or so, I definitely was struggling at the gym. You know, I was kind of getting used to the macros and I just told myself for the first month, you know, maintain macro discipline as much as I possibly could. Yeah. And it's easier. So I really tried not to deviate for that first month and then, then picked up the flexible, you know, dieting and how, yeah, how you yeah, yeah. sub out your meal plans for things that, you know, or just if you're eating out, like how do you evaluate a menu there? You know, that type of stuff. But, you know, I, I think that's, that's probably the biggest notice that I made, I had with the, the entire journey was like, yeah. you can't put on muscle and lose a significant amount of fat at the same time. And it's, I always thought it was kind of one or the other. I always thought bulking yeah. season, like what I said before, eat whatever you possibly can get calories in your body, yep. put on muscle. And then, you know, cutting season is just stop eating and run a lot. And it's like, uh -huh. that's not the way it, it should work is what I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's so crazy. Like once you actually dial things in, when it comes down to like actually eating the right amount of protein, actually training efficiently, like Justin's training is skyrocketing through the roof, even though he's in a fat loss phase. And I know even for me personally, I felt very similar where I was working out five days a week. I thought I was eating healthy. I would reward myself after, you know, a hard day of working out and, and think that I could out train my bad diet. And I think for a lot of people, we think that we're actually farther along than we are with our own fitness journey. But the truth is we haven't been on a proper structure and system. When you change things up, when you actually focus on getting stronger, you focus on progressive overload, you actually know what your macros are, you're hitting your protein on a day to day basis, and you're focused on those details, you start to see things change within a couple months versus like a couple of years. So Justin, if you were to go back to, you know, like your day one, when you first 
got started for people getting started on their journey that have been working out consistently and they're just not getting results like what do you feel like would be one piece of advice you'd give to someone who's in that rat race of of a circle of they're not moving forward and moving the needle i think the one piece of advice i'd give because I, I had a lot of preconceived notions with what a diet should be or what workout should be previously i've worked out with trainers i've tried you know intermittent fasting i've tried all these different things like just come in with a blank slate and an open mind because i really yeah. do think helped me the most with just like that first month, I told myself, all right, Trent gave me this workout program and this meal plan. I'm going to try to hit it as close as I possibly can. And like, uh -huh. I just made a challenge to myself to do that. And from there, you start realizing what, when you start seeing the results, it kind of just like self-fulfilling prophecy with respect, yep. you just start going down that path then because you realize, oh, wait, this works. And a lot of the stuff I was doing before it didn't might be onto something here. So let me start yeah. changing in this manner versus, you know, I, I think that's the biggest piece of advice is don't cloud the progress up front and just kind of give into the, pro the process and just trust something because yeah. we're so quick to, you know, hearing something on Instagram or TikTok or whatever social media platform you're using and being like, I'm going to go try that diet yeah. and spend $500 on a juice cleanse and yeah. you get the results. I Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. It's kind of hit or miss depending on the person's body type. But I think I'm always thinking with an engineer's mindset of thinking things objectively and unbiased. So when I yeah. when I did this program, that was the thing that I did. I said, I'm going to give it my all. And it worked. It paid off really well. I can't be happier. Yeah. I love that. What you said at the end, like taking an objective approach to it, because I think so many people get so emotionally connected to like their fitness journey or the scale you know i step on the scale oh it's nothing changed today so i'm not i'm not going to track my food i'm going to get unmotivated and you know i'm going to allow the scale to dictate how i'm feeling or i looked in the mirror and nothing's changing i haven't gotten results in two weeks it's not worth worth going after but when you look at things objectively you take out your emotional reactions to how you go about it and you actually just put your head down and do the work for 60 to 90 days You'll be shocked about the changes you could see. But most people, Justin, like aren't willing to commit for that like solid 60 to 90 day period to go through the hard times. Like you said, it took you about 30 days before you were starting to get momentum and then things shifted from there. And I think that the key thing too that, you know, I, I I strategically chose the timing of when I reached out and started the program because I said, uh -huh. all right, in the holidays when everyone else is putting on weight, mm -hmm. I want to be losing weight. Like that, my goal, I'm going to be that guy in the room, basically. I love it. And I think, you know, going back to do something for 30 to 60 days, it's so easy to say, oh, from mid-November through the end of, you know, December, that's like, you know, a, a 40, 45 day window where people say it's the holiday, I'm going to eat like crap. So we can do that for 30 to 45 days. Why can't you try yeah. something else for 30 to 45 days? Yeah, exactly. And you com you committed. Who knows what would have happened if you would have just let yourself, you know, do whatever during the holidays. So now we're going into a brand new year. Like, tell us what are your top goals, you know, coming into 2023? So I, I, I want to crack 180. I want to get in the 170s for weight wise is my goal. And I think we're on a plan here working with yourself and then Marcus, one of the other trainers yeah. to, to get there in the next two to three weeks. So this is going to kind of wrap up, I'll say the, the cutting cycle. And then the next goal after that, I, I put in the weekly check-in that we have that I'm trying to put on 10 pounds of muscle. I want to turn this yeah. baby around. All right, I leaned out. I shed a lot of the fat that I didn't want. Let's uh, let's flip it the other way. Yeah, I'm excited. Let's do it. Justin, thank you so much, man, for joining me on today's episode. You guys can stay tuned for his transformation. We're getting him ready for summer. It's going to be a lot of fun.
Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you got some value from this episode. If you would like to learn more about how I can help you lose your next 15 to 30 plus pounds, build muscle, and develop a healthy lifestyle, just DM me on Instagram at TrizzlemanFitness with the word transform, and I will reach out to you directly to see if I can help. I will see you on the next episode, and God bless.